Welcome to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And I'm Pastor Margaret Michael. And today we're joined in the Front Porch Talks studio by Jeff Arbogast, who attends our church at Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene. Jeff, how are you doing today? Doing very well, thank you. And today Jeff is here to talk about some go trips, we're calling them, some kind of outreach mission trips uh, that our church is doing uh, in conjunction or in partnership with Samaritan's Purse. Uh, Jeff, uh, tell us, I believe there's three trips that you're kind of overseeing or helping arrange uh, for people from our local church to go on. Yes, that's correct, Grayson. We're going to be going to Horry County, South Carolina, April 26th through May the 1st, uh, New Bern, North Carolina, uh, May 17th through the 22nd, and to Whiteville, North Carolina, June 21st through June 26th. And these are for rebuilds from damage from the 2018 storms, is that correct? Yeah, the Hurricane Florence that uh, set over North Carolina and just poured the rain on them and Mm -hmm. flooded a lot of homes. Yeah. So, Jeff, I know that you are very passionate about Samaritan's Purse and partnering with them, as a lot of us around here are. But maybe start out how, like, you grew up around here, right? Mm -hmm. You're a little boy. And, like, as a child, did you ever go on a mission trip? Never went on a mission trip. Went to church camp some. (laughs) (laughs) But Um, no mission trips. So it came along later in life. How did it all start for you? Started probably in the middle 90s when I was introduced to another branch of Samaritan's Purse, another ministry they have, Operation Christmas Child. Okay. Got involved with that. Uh, Became a drop-off leader and a collection center leader. Yeah. And then also became an area coordinator at one point. And was invited to go to, to Quito, Ecuador mm-hmm. in 2005 to do a shoebox distribution. Yeah, I just got to do one of those. Um, that's a really amazing trip. How did that affect you? What was that like to go and um, just see how they not only give out the shoeboxes, but the relationships they build there? How was that for you? That was, that was eye-opener to see uh, how other people in the world live. Mm. Um, but most of all, you know, I came back with the relationship building thing of, you know, being introduced to a lot of people mm-hmm. that I've followed and kept up with over the years. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about the mission trip. It, one thing is to go uh, for people to build relationships yeah. with those that went on the trips. Uh, we went in Tuscaloosa to rebuild in uh, at Tuscaloosa, Alabama in 2010, I believe it was. I'm not exactly sure of the year, but we built some very good relationships mm-hmm. with some people uh, here at the church. Yeah. Uh, that's like the part team of it. that went along, that team. Yeah, uh, you know, talking about some people that were in our life group that went along. Yeah. And uh, just to see people grow in those uh, trips, in their relationship with the Lord, and also in uh, the relationships with the people that went. Yeah, I think it can be easy, and you can ask Grayson about this, but... When you go to fill out a form um, to go, say, to, on a Samaritan's first trip, when you fill out one of the forms um, to go on one of the trips, it can be a little overwhelming because they want to know if you're skilled or proficient. And 
they want to know what your level of skill is, but if you don't have skill in any of the areas, they'll teach you, right? Isn't that a part of it? Absolutely. Uh, when you decide if you want to go, mm -hmm. like I said, there's forms you fill out. And there's a lot of things even on that form that I don't have the skills to do. Right. Uh, but you will be taught skills, and that's, that's part of the trip also, is you're going down and sharing Christ with people and helping people in their time of need, but also learning new skills because there's going to be somebody on site working with you that will teach you skills. Yeah, I think that's something I don't want people to miss, that this isn't something where they're all skilled laborers. I mean, this is something where you can go and you're going as a learner. And if you're going with that attitude, you'll learn some things. Yep, that's correct. Uh -huh. um, when we went to Alabama, we learned to take, uh, like, I forget what this piece of tool was called, but you actually take a shell out of a, a gun mm -hmm. and put it in and you shoot things into the concrete. And, uh, you know, I remember people are hearing those stories. a little, little scary about doing stuff like that. But uh, once you're shown, you know, it's like anything, you, you learn to do it and then you get comfortable with it yeah. and uh, you're able to do it then. Yeah. I remember you all coming back and sharing some with our life group. Uh, and I remember one of the guys he was sharing devotions by the end of the trip. And I think we were all surprised. Like he had not spoke a lot in life group and here he went down there and all of a sudden he's, he's sharing the devotion with folks. And I just think that's, it's so neat to see those relationships form and people become comfortable with who they are. Absolutely. And just step into it, whatever it looks like. Not that everybody that goes will have to share devotion because you know, that might be a, that might scare some people away, but I think he wanted to do that, and that was really encouraging to watch and to see that he had went and did labor work but spoke into people uh, where they were, too. Mm. And, and that's part of the trip. I mean, when you go, you pay your, your meals to get there, uh, but once you're there, they feed you very well, mm -hmm. and they put you a place where you can house. And then the evenings, once you come back and have supper, uh, you can have share time. They have mm -hmm. share time where everybody talks about their day. And, you know, you can even share about, you know, what's going on with your life or yeah. or whatever. So you have opportunities to share if you want to on those trips. Yeah. And I think that's where when you go out and work in it for a day amongst, you know, whatever, if it's a rebuild or wherever you might be working, you know, there are things that happen throughout the day. And you're so busy, you don't have time to process them while you're working. But... I think it's so valuable to come back in in the evenings and have that time just to share and uh, process maybe some of the things that you've seen and, and too, just grow in community. Yep. And while you're there, there's opportunities to, if you want to, write your favorite verse, maybe on a, a stud, wall mm -hmm. stud yeah. of the house while you're working before uh, the drywall is put back over it, you know. Uh, you just don't know what, what's going to come up for you there. So you have yeah. opportunities, if you're uh, aware of it, to, yeah. to share. That's good. So how many of these trips have you done? Myself? Yeah. Rebuilds? Yeah. Well, we went to Tuscaloosa uh -huh. uh, with a group here from church, like I said, back in probably 2010. Mm -hmm. uh, I went on disaster, mm -hmm. uh, which we call the initial cleanup after disaster at White Sulphur Springs. Mm -hmm. We went... Uh, my wife and myself and my son and uh, his wife went. Okay. Uh, I think we went two Saturdays in a row. Okay. We just made like day trips out of yeah. that because it was a close trip. Uh, 
two hours away so he could drive that. Mm-hmm. Uh, sent a group to New Jersey after Hurricane Sandy. Mm-hmm. Uh, couple of the people that went on that group ended up getting married so oh, that's right <laughs> yeah so you never know if you go on a trip what might happen right right yeah but in those trips even sending people on those trips you, you got to know those people and build relationships with them even though I didn't go on that particular trip I helped put the trip together and facilitate yeah. it which is what I'm doing with a lot of these trips also yeah well uh Jeff uh thank you for sharing and uh from what I hear you saying, you know, you go to bless people, but you end up getting blessed yourself, whether it be through building relationships through the other people on the trip or maybe making uh, connections with the people that you're helping or, you know, just growing, whether it be learning new skills or whatever. Um, and I'm looking forward to going to the trip uh, in Newburn, North Carolina in May. Um I can relate to what Pastor Margaret was saying about filling out the forms and being like, well, you know, I know I, I might be able to do some of this stuff, but most of it, it's like, well, I don't have really any experience in a lot of what they were listing or, you know, are unsure of that kind of stuff. So uh, just any other stories from any previous trips or any uh, details about, you know, we mentioned that the trips that we're doing uh, with our church in the coming months are rebuild trips, but I, you mentioned there's other different types like cleanup trips and other kinds of stuff like that for well, people that are interested in knowing more yeah. about these trips. We'll go back to the rebuild part on these trips. They call them rebuilds, but a lot of the sites you may be working on may just be restoration projects. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was also going to ask you, what uh, skill would you be interested in learning when you go on your trip, Grayson? Oh, uh, learning? Um, <laughs> that would, I don't know, probably anything that would be, uh, I don't, I can't remember from the list. I just remember meeting with Pastor Margaret and going boom, 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 down like, hey, if I put this answer, <laughs> does this sound good or this answer? I coached him. So I, yeah. I, I, jo- I joked with her. It said one of the things on there was train chaplain. I said, well, I'm not a trained pastor, but I can pray for somebody. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, talking about stories, I do remember when we did go to Tuscaloosa, we decided to leave from church Sunday after church was over. Uh, but just so happened when we got to church that morning, it was snowing ca- uh, like crazy. Mm-hmm. And by the time we got on the road on the interstate headed south, we could only drive about 25 miles an hour in the minibus. And we drove that way till we got to Roanoke, and finally the snow started letting up, mm-hmm. and it was warming up. And with the further south we went, it started raining, and it rained really hard until we got to, I think... Down around Bristol, and the wind started blowing so hard. And it, <laughs> so we ended up finally driving as far as to Knoxville, Tennessee, and getting a room. But we mm-hmm. got into some really nasty weather going down. But uh, the Lord watched over us and took yeah. care of us. Yeah, that's good. If you want to talk a little about, bit about the, the day trips we took, that was, that was really an eye-opener. Because yeah. uh, yeah. we went to White Sulphur Springs, and we actually helped a uh, gentleman at his house that his, I think his son's girlfriend was missing mm. and he couldn't oh. find her. Uh, then it ended up coming finding out, you know, some people did actually perish in those mm. floodwaters. Uh, found out that she was the last person that they found her body. 
Wow. Uh, been, she had been washed down the river, and they found her. But uh, yeah, it's it's not. You you find the you know a lot of stories where people have lost loved ones when you go on these trips too. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, I know, and you mentioned day trip. It's good that they have these options because not everybody might be able to take a week off from work or have the time. So that gives people a chance to. I'm guessing that was on a Saturday. That yes. You probably uh-huh. did these day trips. Yep. So that that yeah that would be something like we're trying to maybe put a disaster relief team together if. Something like that happens again close by, we can do that again and make those opportunities available also. Yeah, I remember going back to West Virginia, and there was a couple that we, that our group went to help. And, you know, when you're mucking someone's house out, it's just you're in pretty close proximity with who they are, and, you know, you're just in the midst of their life. I mean, you just show up, and I just remember that day of going um, with a crew back and you know we went in with our boots on and just started carrying stuff out and uh, it was probably maybe mid-afternoon when that family just began to open up and just to share their life um, what was going on uh, with them and Heidi Duff still goes back like they have a relationship that has continued yeah it's continued since we were back there and you go back to help someone and you don't you just don't realize maybe how much you have in common with people Uh, people are people or people wherever they are right like everyone has things in life they're going through and um, that was a powerful afternoon just to be able to pray with that couple and they were so grateful uh, for the help but the relational piece of it was just the icing on the cake. Yeah, and with all everything you do with any of your missions trips, you know, prayer was the first thing we did every day. Yes. When we started out there in White Sulphur, we would meet at the church where we were, you know, getting our group leader for that day, and then everybody would go out and stand in a circle in the parking lot and pray before they left. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that is the most important thing. We can't miss putting on our armor, you know, and being prepared to go out. And God does beautiful things through that, through that service of us going out. But being covered in prayer is so important. Yeah, and I was thinking back, I've never been on, so this will be the first time I've been on a Samaritan's Purse work and witness trip or mission trip, so to speak. Um, But I know in high school we took a few mission trips. We went to uh, Juarez, Mexico and helped build some small houses that they had there or you know the basis i think a team came before us and did a major part of the work and they just had multiple teams come and do different parts of the work and i remember going to the bahamas one year and doing some kind of restoration on a house whether it be painting or fixing the door or whatnot but uh these memories uh stick with me so i look forward um to the week and to learning and growing. You uh, mentioned, asked me about what skills. I have a little bit of painting experience, but I wouldn't (laughs) say that I'm an expert in that by any means. But, you know, one of the neat things you mentioned too is you said at supper time, there's a time to share, kind of unpack your day and what you learned and the experiences you had. And I think that's great too, because we don't want to, you know, miss 
the relational piece, you know, growing, whether it be with a team or the people that we're trying to influence, making sure we're not missing those opportunities as well on these trips. Yep, you're right. Also, well, I remember when we went to Alabama, I came, uh, we became a friend with some lady there that she previously had had some help done on her house, but she was still kind of keeping up with what they were doing, you know, the follow-up with other homes and stuff. And she still, every now and then, we became friends on Facebook, and we, she'll still, every now and then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of check me out and see how I'm doing. Yeah, that's good. I remember I was talking to someone who may have, I think she was on that Tuscaloosa trip, and uh she said some people were kind of standing around, look, you know, kind of waiting for what are we going to do. And she said, I saw a broom and I saw things need to be swept, so I got at it. <laughs> um, you know, and that's the thing. She just kind of jumped in and did what she could do. And that's a really precious memory to her, uh, just being there and engaging however she could. She was, and I think she learned to run quite a few power tools while she was there. So it was a really good trip. She enjoyed that. If anybody is looking at the trips, I just encourage them just to step out on faith and just, you know, give it a try. I don't think they'll be disappointed. Well, and so we'll be leaving from the church. There'll be some, you know, we'll travel, get to where we're going. But then once we get there, everything is provided. Meals, bedding, and our yep. lodging and everything. Lodging, yes. All you have to do is take a few items that uh, you feel comfortable with. Probably your plug would be one because it's all the ladies in one area and all the men okay. in another area. So there'll be bunk beds for you to sleep on. You just uh, take your sheets, twin yeah. sheets. Okay. Uh, and then you take your stuff, uh, your work clothes and stuff like that. And in the evenings, you'll have time after share time if you want to go out and, and do something else. Okay. So. Kind of see the area a little bit or find yeah. something around there. That's good. Well, uh, as we were talking, Jeff, I was thinking maybe there's somebody listening that's a pastor or a church leader who's hearing us talk about these trips that our church is doing, and they think, oh, maybe our church would be interested. Is there like Samaritan's Purse, do they have a website for this for people to go on and check out information about open trips or a way they could get involved through their church? Yes, it's uh, the website address is sp volunteernetwork.org and they can go in there and look at trips and if they're interested they can uh, I think they can send an email out but probably just contact Samaritan's Purse okay. and ask for the lady there in the uh, the disaster relief area and they'll book a couple months out right? Three months in advance yes so, so you can't get you, a trip for next year lined up but you can get a trip for a couple months in advance yeah, you just put your your name in for a team that you'd like to take what month and what uh, work site you want to go to and then when that uh, time comes for them to schedule those trips they'll call you and uh, are they most of these trips uh, a certain amount of people per group or do they have varying amounts most of most of the rebuilds they only take 10 people from each group uh, the disaster relief, the immediate disaster relief responses are like 15, I think. What about ages? How old do you have to be to go on one of these trips? You have to be 14 years old to okay. go on these trips. And if you're 14, I think, to 16, you have to be have a chaperone. Okay. Okay. So it's something that maybe a family could do? Absolutely. If they had teenage children, it would be a good experience. Well, Jeff, we've mostly focused on these rebuild trips, but... Uh, Samaritan's Purse has other types of trips they do. I believe they do some 
immediate response type disaster trips, if you want to talk about some of those? Yeah, I think we talked a little bit about like uh, when they had the flooding mm-hmm. back in White Sulphur Springs. Uh, that's called the, the immediate disaster relief. Um, what that is, normal response for that is about a three or four week response to go in and help people clean out their houses, muck out their houses if you have flooding or if there's like a tornado event, which they just had in Spartanburg, South Carolina. They're down there right now helping people clean up their yards and trees. You know, chainsaws cleaning up the trees have been blown down, Uh, trying to get things tidied up somewhat from the storm, assess what's happened. Mm -hmm. And in those, uh, when we talked earlier about the immediate responses, like we went on the day trips, we would show up at the church where they had, had created their on-site uh, command center, mm-hmm. and they get everybody together in groups where they want to send you out, and they go out and pray in the morning. And then you go to those sites and works. Well, while you're working, you're going to turn around a lot of times and see people show up and got these blue shirts on. It's the Billy Graham Rapid Response Team, and they're in there for emotional support. Because you're there, you can, you know, talk to people and help them with maybe things, but they're there working hand-in-hand with the disaster cleanup, you know, doing the the emotional support, praying with people, uh, you know, helping them get through those disasters because there is a a lot of things people don't even know where they're going to turn to, so they, they help with that. So what type of training does it take to be a part of that rapid response? You have to submit an application to the Billy Graham Rapid Response Organization, and then you also have to have some critical uh, stress management courses that they provide, like sharing hope in time of crisis. Mm -hmm. And then they do a background check and stuff like that. And I think there's a couple other classes that you have to take as far as stress management. And then uh, once that's done... uh, if you want to become part of that team, they approve you, and then you okay. have to keep up with your training once a year. And then once that happens, you'll be put on a list. And when a, uh, a disaster happens, not just a natural disaster, but you know, they have school shootings and mm-hmm. stuff like that, different mm-hmm. uh, things like that, then they'll you'll be put on an email list. And if you're available like a certain week, uh, they'll ask you to respond, and then they'll call and see if you're available to come okay. if that's something that works for you. So where do you get that training? Where do you take the classes? Is that something Those online? classes are held different areas okay. throughout the year. I think they're having one in Charlotte soon, North Carolina okay. maybe. Uh, but you have to kind of go onto their website and look and see when they're having these classes. Okay. Uh, and there's some, um, years ago I went to Lincolnton, North Carolina. There's an academy down there that does a lot of uh, critical incident classes. Okay. So sometimes you can go there and take them also. Okay. So they also they provide the training um, to get you prepared to be out on the field? They provide the training. I believe there's a little bit of a cost for that training. Okay. I don't remember the exact. It's been a little while since I took okay. that. But uh, you get trained, and um, then once you go on a, a trip, you know, you, uh, you get your blue shirt the first time you go, and then... After that, you keep it, and I've never been, but someday I'd like to go when I have a little time. Yeah, I think that sounds really interesting, and I have a feeling that there's some people listening that maybe would really lean into that, and um, yeah, I would 
it would be kind of nice to be able to, if there was a few people that wanted to go into that, it'd be kind of nice to know. Yeah. You know, maybe a few people could do that together. There's an individual that I used to, uh, that I met and learned to know, lives down around Christiansburg, I believe now, that uh, was involved with OCC, Operation Christmas Child, as a uh, year-round volunteer. And I think he's since kind of stepped aside from that, but then went into the Billy Graham Rapid Response Team okay. pretty heavily. I think he even went to the Bahamas when they had the disaster mm -hmm. last uh, last summer, mm -hmm. the hurricane. Yeah. So there's a lot of ways to get involved. Um, you have... You have long-term. You have... Uh, you know, the rebuilds, you could take a week. Short term, if there's a disaster just close to your home, you can travel and do day trips. You can also do that. Yeah, and, you know, they've been rebuilding in Newburgh for quite some time. Mm -hmm. There's a lot, like, it's not like there's ever a time, really, there's no opportunity. There's You go on that website, and there are always places that you can go. In Panama, Florida right mm -hmm. now, I think. Texas. Texas. Also. Yeah, if you want to travel and see the country and yeah. do that. So. Yeah, you have a place to stay and a good a place to stay and some good food while you're there. And give some hours of service and see the sights. Well, Jeff, uh, thank you for joining us. In the last few minutes, just anything else about any of these trips or any experiences that you've had with these trips uh, that you'd like to share um, that you think would be pertinent, uh, maybe that we haven't talked about already or that we haven't asked you already? Uh, I didn't really tell you everything that's involved on your rebuilds, I guess, as far as your, your schedule for the day. We could go over that. You, you know, you're, you're housed like the men are in one room and the ladies are in another room, and you get up in the morning and they fix you a really good breakfast, and you have devotions in the morning, and then before you... You go back to your room and make sure you got all your stuff, you're ready to go. And then you go to the kitchen and they lay out food and you pack your, your lunch for the mm. day. So you pack your own lunch for the day and then you head out to the trip, uh, the sites where you work and you work for the day. And then you come back in the evening and generally maybe clean up. One of the most important things that really sticks in my mind is if you're staying, most of the time you're staying in a church. So you take all your, your dirty shoes off outside before you go in because you want to take care of the, the facilities that you're using. And you go in and clean up, and then you go in and have a, a nice meal for your, you know, your supper. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, like I said, they have sharing time where you can talk about your day. And then after that, you have free time, and then it's lights out, 9 o'clock, pretty strict, I mm -hmm. think. So people can get rest because by the end of the day, you're pretty, pretty well wore out from working. I'm sure you are. All right, so just to follow up and to remind everybody about the trips that we're doing this year so far, uh, Horry County, South Carolina, April 26th through May the 1st. Um, New Bern, North Carolina, May the 17th through the 22nd. And Whiteville, North Carolina, June 21st through June 26th. So you can just go on to the church website and go to the tab that says Missions Go. To register for your trips, the cost is $25, which is a non-refundable fee. Uh, once you register, I will get an email that you've registered, and then I will send you an email inviting you to join the team and to fill out your paperwork. And once you've completed your paperwork, uh, you'll get notification from me that all your paperwork is completed, and we'll get together 
teams as uh, the teams put together, identify a leader, and just talk about our trip. And you can be assured that Jeff will follow up with you. He'll make sure all your paperwork's done, and he will keep you informed of the details that you need to know. Well, Jeff, thank you for joining us on Front Porch Talks today and for your leadership on these trips. And uh, like I said, I look forward to uh, going on the trip and, uh, you know, maybe learning some new skills and building some new relationships. And I just pray for all of these trips and uh, the people going on them and uh, for future trips that haven't been planned and Certainly for the people that will go and to serve, we want to pray for them also. So, uh, Jeff, uh, once again, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Grayson. Uh, thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. We pray that uh, talking about these mission trips through Samaritan's Purse has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Front Porch Talks is sponsored by Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene in partnership with Sunshine Ministries.